0: Hello everyone and you're very welcome along to the RacingNews365.com Formula 1 podcast. It's a testing special for the uh, final day of testing from the Circuit de Barcelona, Catalonia. I'm joined by Dieter Rankin, Editorial Director of the Racing News 365 group. Dieter, you're very welcome along. Another busy day for you and I know you're out in the pit lane today. Tell me what you've learned uh, out on your travels today.
1: As you say, Thomas, a very, very busy day. It's a long day, this testing. You know, although it starts at 9 o'clock in the morning, we generally get here at about 8 o'clock in the morning. They run through till 6. And then, of course, after that, we still go scouting around the paddock, trying to pick up some snippets. Uh, Some teams have got some media sessions going. So, yeah, it's a very, very busy day. We're talking sort of 11, 12-hour days at the moment. Uh, But very fruitful. And, you know, that makes it all worthwhile. Uh, This morning, um, I spoke to a few people at Williams. I spoke to Sven Smietz, who's the um, sporting director for Williams, ex-VW World Rally team, and then uh, VW motorsport director. Uh, I spoke to FX de Maison, who's the… technical director at Williams I also spoke to Mario Almondo the uh, motorsport director for Brembo I spoke to Mario Isola the uh, the head of motorsport for uh, Pirelli so from a, a purely uh, interactive perspective it's been very very fruitful then of course the, the visit to the pit lane was um, the sort of cherry on the top I'd been I'd been aiming to get into the pit lane for the last uh, three days um, it wasn't possible on Wednesday because it was just so so busy uh, and then yesterday i other stuff to do so um today was actually my first time where i saw the cars from very very close up you know i'd seen them out on track i'd seen them uh from the 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 media center but today i was able to get really close up and personal which was great amazing to see the the different solutions that the teams have found but above all how quickly they've sort of accustomed to working what are foreign beasts you know until until wednesday these cars hadn't run an anger at all possibly a a film day test here or there but that's about it yet they've sort of started gelling you can see the teamwork coming together when it comes to the pit stops and whatever else really really fascinating to watch
0: and from walking up and down the pit lane, Dieter, are you getting, able to get a sense of, like, assured calm from any of the teams? Any, like, veiled panic at any of them? Or is it just completely neutral across the board?
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any real panic that, that's ever visible. You know, th- these are seasoned professionals. They've been through crises all, you know, all, all around the world at times. So, uh, you know, from that perspective, they're very measured. They've, they're very calm. They're very methodical the way they work. But we mustn't forget that these are unknown cars. So, uh, you know, they, they wouldn't know where every nut and bolt is immediately. And they stick their hand down a hatch or something so uh, there there is this element of getting to know it but no there was no there was no sort of panicking whatsoever uh we did of course have uh pierre gasdi go off uh this morning uh, we had the um the Alfa Romeo lose a Ferrari motor, which they're trying to find the, the reason for. That's most unusual. Uh, so all in, it is, um, it, it's starting to hot up. Um, people are making mistakes, or there are technical defects coming to the the fore. But that is to be expected. You know, the first day, the, the only objective the teams had was to put in the mileage. Regardless of how fast or slow the driver was able to go, it was pile on the miles. Yesterday, they started playing around a bit with setup, whatever. And today, you've got the feeling that they're now starting to understand the car. They know which direction they need to go in, and they were working towards that direction. We do, of course, have another three days uh, coming up in almost two weeks' time. That will be in Bahrain. Temperatures a lot more, uh, more representative of what's to be expected this year. Uh, so that will be, you know, the final test, and then it all kicks off.
0: Were you in any way surprised, Dieter, at the end of today to see the, you know, the familiar names at the top of the pecking order? Because, you know, after those two days of McLaren and Ferrari dominating, today it was Mercedes and Red Bull.
1: Uh, Yes, absolutely. And Ferrari, you know, just behind Red Bull. So, yes, absolutely. But I think it is... The advantage, notwithstanding the, uh, the the budget cap, et cetera, and uh, the leveling of the playing field, so to speak, through these regulations, I think there is a sort of rolling advantage that the major teams have because they have simulator rigs that are just that little bit better. They have wind tunnels that may be just that bit more accurate. So, no, I'm not really surprised, but I do still believe very firmly that one or other of the other teams will spring a surprise. It may not be on a regular basis. It could be circuit-specific. It could be tire-compound-specific. But I certainly believe that it's going to be a lot, lot closer. Uh, I was talking to Christian Horner, and he said that Max sort of uh, reported back that the the high-speed running, they were able to get a lot closer to cars than in the past. So all in, I think the omens are very, very, very good.
0: Well, let's talk about a team who did not have good omens today, uh, Dieter, and that was Haas. You know, they're already beleaguered at this stage of the season. They've had to pull their Ural Cali branding from the car, um, which looks like it was a, a, a choice that they made themselves. But uh, Nikita Mazepin, as well out on track today, just nine laps until he had a technical issue. And uh, Haas already starting to find themselves kind of trailing uh, the rest of the teams, Dieter.
1: Uh, Yes, and one sort of starts wondering, you know, just how bad can it get for for house? It can only get better Uh, because, you know, they, they, they have got a new technical structure in place. The car, to all intents and purposes, is designed and built by uh, ex-Ferrari personnel. You know, under the budget cap, Ferrari had to um, uh, lay off some staff, retrench staff. Rather than go the, the full hog and put them on the street, they said, let us put together a sort of satellite team. Uh, they went to Haas. They said, you know, are you prepared to hire this team as your design team, which is what they've done. So, it's a satellite office operating out of Maranello, staffed by by um, uh, ex Ferrari personnel who know their way around, they use the Ferrari wind tunnel, obviously by permission from the FIA. Uh, so you know, all in the the ingredients are there for has to sort of make progress from last year's showing, uh, and yet it just doesn't seem to be gelling, and 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 one wonders. What 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 is the missing ingredient, and it can only get better, as I say. Of course, the you know the political situation, the the, the Russian situation is completely and utterly and absolutely out of their hands. One does feel for them, uh, but from a technical defect perspective, of course, one has nobody to blame but basically the team.
0: Yeah, and Gunter Steiner was was keen to emphasise today that the team will be financially OK, even if they do lose the Ural Kali backing, um, Dieter. Would that be an implication that, that Haas Automation themselves will be willing to step in and, and fill that financial hole if that does come to pass?
1: Well, I spoke to Gene Haas yesterday, and that was certainly the impression that I got in speaking to him. Um, it was a sort of passing in the in the paddock uh, uh, meeting, and you know, I just stopped and shook his hand, and we had a couple exchange a couple of words. But of course, one couldn't avoid the um, the elephant in the room, which was actually what's going on with with Russia, and therefore, you know, knock on effect on Ural Kali and, and Nikita Mazepin. And um, I got the impression that he was basically very stoic about it, sort of uh, suggesting that the team was safe. It just meant that he'd have to dip his hands into his own pockets a bit deeper. You know, there there is always a, another solution, and that is that one can try and find another sponsor. You know, if you've got this this open space on a car, which uh, they've obviously created through removing the Ural Kali red, white, and blue, which coincidentally, or not so coincidentally, depending on who you listen to, uh, happen to be the Russian flag colors, then, of course, they, they potentially could sell that. But one doesn't know what the contractual obligations are. You know, who knows? um, um, Dmitry Mazepin, Nikita's father, may dip his own hands into his pocket to keep the son in Formula One. We don't know what sanctions may or may not be applied. There are just so many unknowns and variables at this stage, about the only thing that is known, is that uh, Formula One today announced, as we reported, that the uh, that there is no way they could race in Russia under present circumstances. The choice of words was, was obviously very, very careful because it left the door open for us to race there should uh, matters return to what is considered normality. Equally, today was the uh, reporting day of the um, 2021 financial results and Q4 2021 financial results for Liberty Media a listed company and they knew that they would have all sorts of questions from analysts investors shareholders etc so they needed to do something very 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 quickly equally they had to do it in such a way that they didn't frighten off investors and shareholders because sending out the wrong message of course sends the the share price downhill so i think it was a very very astute choice of words designed to both tell the russians that we can't raise it under current circumstances and also to sort of appease uh, the uh, the shareholders.
0: Do you see Nikita Mazepin being in that Haas as the season starts, Dieter?
1: At this stage, yes, I do. Um, there There is no legal reason, no legal impediment to him not being in the car unless, of course... Uh, certain countries uh, ban travel from from um, Russian nationals. Again, Thomas, you're, you're asking questions about unknown factors, which it's impossible to give any clear-cut answers
0: on. Yeah, I know it is a case of of watch this space, um, Dieter. But as always, thank you very much for joining me on the RacingNews365.com uh, Formula One podcast, Dieter. Uh, Dieter Rankin, Editorial Director of the Racing News 365 Group.
1: Yeah, and to our listeners, please stay tuned you'll have repeat doses of the uh, the podcast
0: from Bahrain yeah and we will be reporting as well from the Bahrain test uh, with a special series of podcasts as well over that week in just under two weeks time thank you very much we'll be back very soon